his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Welcome to Center Stage. All things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. We have some really great guests lined up for you tonight. And Steve Noonan is our first. Take a listen. I listened to so many samples of this album. I really had a good time listening to it. And Steve Noonan, welcome to WCCO. How are you? Hello, Geraldine Steele, multi-talented, great singer and member of the famous <laughs> group, The Steels. I am so happy to be talking to you tonight on the air on the pillar of Minnesota broadcasting, A3OWCCO Radio. Thank you for inviting me onto your show, Geraldine. So glad to hear your voice. Um, you are a former recording engineer for Prince. Um, your music is a blend of influences from 70s songwriter, artist, and 80s postmodern bands. Now, the end result uh, are, are very clear to people. Uh, your vocals are intertwined in pleasingly connected sections, all surrounded by your 12-string guitarish lush open chords. You are still playing the 12-string uh, guitar? Oh, of course. Yeah, I love the 12-string guitar, Geraldine. Um It just has a lot of you know, fullness to it. It's inspiring when I songwrite. And, uh, yeah, I still play it, and I've been playing it for oh, probably 12 years now. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy with it. I play acoustic and electric. And how long have you been writing songs? Gosh, well, I've been writing for, uh, I had two waves of writing. You know, in the 90s, when I was working with Prince, actually, we've met before, you know, when I was a recording yes, we, engineer. Yeah. So uh, I've been writing back then, and then kind of got out of the music business, and then uh, had a new wave of songwriting, starting around 2009. And uh, I just wanted these songs to be heard, so I made a couple records and um, made a couple down in Nashville with Dustin Burnett producing, and then this last one I made here in Minnesota with Chris First producing. Right, um, so. right. So you really waited for a little while um, to make this happen. How do you feel about it now that you hear it? People are talking about it. I read a lot of the reviews from people that mentioned how much they loved it. Um, I want to hear how you felt about it. Well, thanks for reading those. Yeah, I feel really good about it. You know, Geraldine, after putting the effort into it, you write the songs. You know, I write on just a guitar and me. Uh, and then I uh, put them together. I get the charts together and I get the musicians together to learn them. Um, one of which you know very well, Tommy Barbarella is yeah, playing yeah, on the yeah. record. And uh, he said to say hello to you tonight. <laughs> I said, oh, he's like a brother, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's a talented cat, I know. I actually wanted him to be here for a surprise guest, but he has a gig tonight. But, uh, but yes, to answer your question, you know, I love the way it came out because you hear the song, you write the songs, you record them, and they get bigger and bigger and they blossom. And you finally hear the, the finished product mixed and mastered. It's just uh, it's a great feeling. And I like the way this one turned out. 
You know, back in the late 60s and 70s, a lot of the artists would try to make sure that the music they wrote for that specific album had a certain sound to it. Like there was a little piece of that sound in every song recorded. Um, nowadays, you can put anything you want on an album. You can put anything. And it is amazing how many fans really enjoy that. What is your process of writing the songs and making sure how they land on the album? Well, the process of writing with me is I get a groove going. And then I get a melody to fit the groove. And then I get the words that fit the melody. Um, and then I, uh, once I get those together, then I kind of figure out, well, how do I want this to sound? Do I want it stripped down? Do I want it large? Um, and lately, that's the direction I've been going is larger sound. Um, and it really, uh, sometimes I, you know, write a song on an acoustic 12 string, and then I move it to the electric, and I, I find a whole new sound to it just because of the sustain on electric guitar. So uh, that's that's basically it. Once they, once they start to blossom, they kind of get a get to be a, you know an animal of their own, and they go in certain directions. And then once you record them, then things really start to blossom. So uh, that's that's pretty much it. When you decided to put the band together, and you said, "Okay, I'm I'm happy with what I have." What about vocalists? Are you the only vocals on the the album, or do you have some background singers as well? Oh, yeah, I've got two really good background singers, two, two female vocalists. Um, I've got Lauren Burrell and Elise Jones singing background on the record. And uh, I do a little couple spots. I sing the backgrounds, but I kind of like the way the female vocal sounds against my lead vocals. Um, so it's me on the lead and, and, and mainly the two, two women on the backgrounds. Okay, so once you produce this uh, this new album, I mean, it's been around for how long now? It's called Dreamland. How long has it been, has it been out? Well, not that long. It just came out yep, on not January that long. 29th. Yeah, so it's just oh, we're just wow. starting to get the ball rolling. I thought it was <laughs> so. 2021, man. I'm behind. I'm behind. Oh, no. no. Okay, so you've been putting this out um, already, and people are responding to it. So then where do you go next? That's the big question. People fall in love with the music. They start listening to it. They start sharing it on all the social medias. People start listening, buying the, the project. Then when do you say, uh-oh, it's doing well, I better get started on the next one? Or do you just sit and enjoy it? <laughs> well, both. <laughs> First, I sit and enjoy it, and then I say, uh-oh, I better get going on the next one. But as you know, <laughs> yeah. as a musician yourself, you know, you're always working on a new thing. I've got songs cooking right now in the kitchen uh, that I'm working on for the next record. And, you know, I want people also to hear this, if they like it, hope they do dig it, to go back to my other records, because I think I'm proud of those, too. I could be anywhere and a mile long. Those are two other records that have similar sounds. So I'm hoping to get some new fans to delve into my previous releases as well as look forward to the next release. Well, I just think uh, I, I got a chance to listen to a couple of things and I kept saying to myself, this is Steve Noonan. Oh my gosh. So it's been a long <laughs> time since I have talked to you or seen you or, you know, really heard anything by you. So this was really a, quite a journey uh, listening. And as you listen back, is there something you say, Oh my gosh, Sherilyn, I just wish I had done this one thing or I wish I hadn't done this thing. Hmm. For this record, uh, I guess maybe the one thing I wish I had done is just taken a measure out of one song. That's about it. And then one thing I wish I or glad I did. Uh, I don't know. I don't have too many regrets here. Um, I think that I'm pretty happy with the package. I mean, I like the artwork. I had some really good people working on that. Jerome Ferrandorf and Tom Freund and a lot of good musicians playing on the record. So I don't have too many 
things that I would have changed. Chris first is a talented producer and we recorded it all here in Ham Lake, Minnesota. And, mm-hmm. uh, got, you know, Josh Hurl is a guitarist that's on it who lives in Hawaii. So we sent the files down there. Uh, nice. other than that, uh, he's, uh, other than that, they're all local musicians, Blair Krebenick, Tommy Barbarella, as I said, um, you know, Tim Zorney, Nick Salisbury, Jordan Headland, all these guys can play. Um, and it was all recorded here, and then I mastered it here, too, locally at uh, Rare Form Mastering. So it's kind of a Minnesota record. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. I had a chance to really listen to your tracks, especially the ones that were called the top tracks for Steve Noonan. Now, when I heard either way, I was excited because that's always the question. Do you sing either way or either way? <laughs> because either way does not sound as good. You probably made that decision as soon as you wrote the song, that it's going to be called either way. Am I right? You are right. I made that decision immediately. And I actually thought about putting the little, you know, the phonic mark above the, the the long symbol in in the dictionary where you put it over the eye, you know, either way so that people don't confuse it. But I think once they hear the song, then they'll remember it. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay, so tell me about um the song that I really wanted to know about from you. My words will reach you. My words will reach you. Yeah. Tell me how that formed in your heart and soul. Well that song is about uh talking to a sleeping uh, lover, and you're trying to get the words through and tell that person how you feel, yet they're sleeping. And you're wondering if they can actually hear what you're thinking, hear the words that you whisper. Uh, so that is, uh, that's what that song is about. That's actually one of my, one of my favorites on the record. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Once we finish a song like that with those important lyrics to it, um, it can be a changing force in how you write sometimes. Uh, just that one song or how people react to it. And then you say, maybe I need to do something like that again. Or do you just say, that's been done, keep going forward? Well, I I like to think that I keep going forward. Um, but if there's something that really resonates with people, something that like, they like, I will explore another song that's similar to that. Or, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm open to many things. I've got a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, song snippets that can work into songs. I mean, I'm not afraid to rewrite things. If I get a song and there's some section that uh, just doesn't sit right with me, I'm not going to be married to it. I'm going to get back to the drawing board and rework it and make it so that it, you know, passes my standards. So, uh, yeah, I'm open to most anything. I am constantly trying to build my voice, you know, to I start practicing how to sing uh, classical songs in various languages. I, you know, I keep trying to make it better, make it stronger so that it will last as long as it can last. Um, Do you ever have concerns about your fingers and how you play? Is it just your voice or is it everything, every part of you that deposits into that album? Do you get concerned at all and say, hey, at this age, maybe I should slow down or no? Maybe I should speed up. Well, no, I'm always trying to improve, just like you. But you don't have much room for improvement. Come on now. But I'm, oh, yeah. uh, you know, no, no, I do. <laughs> I'm always trying to, you know, become a better player, become a better singer, become a better songwriter. Um, because you know, I like the craft. I enjoy music a lot, as you know. And I, I want to become better. I want to be a better singer. I, I like to think I'm better than I was, you know, ten years ago. Right. Um, so. I'm I'm always, you know, in search of a, the better craft. 
Well, we're in search of it all with you, dude. I really, really enjoyed listening to your songs. Uh, his name is Stephen New- uh, Steve Noonan. Steve Noonan Songs.com is his website. And I can't wait to hear more of it. I know that you'll be performing someplace soon, I hope. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Where can we well, go see we're, you? Uh, well, we're working on some gigs for the summer. I don't have anything on the books here. It's a little bit slow and coming after the COVID and this, you know, change right. here, but. But we're working on some things. We should have some shows for, uh, you know, for when the warm weather comes. But nothing I can do. Will you let me know? Just yes. Yes, I will. Let me know. Send me that information so we can talk about that and uh, give you a shout out. I really appreciate it, Steve. So great to have you on and hear your voice, dude. (laughs) Thanks, Gerald. Yeah. Take care of you. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. Again, that is Stephen Noonan. I'm sorry. Steve Noonan. It's interesting because you can say Stephen and then Unans. (laughs) But it's Steve Noonan's songs.com. Take care, Steve. Be well. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Hit the Road Jack. Who are we talking about? Jack Ruler. We'll be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data Fixed Median Download Speeds USQ3 2023. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Love this song. (laughs) Okay, the future of Mixed Blood Theater will be unveiled later this week. Yep, so hit the road, Jack. All talking about Jack Ruler. This is happening on February 22nd uh, of, of 2022. It's the date that the theater will name the new artistic director, replacing the legendary Jack Ruler, who is retiring. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's great to hear your voice, Jack. You know, you're part of our family, man. We really do love you. You're like family to us. And um, just hearing you talk about... Um, Finally leaving and, and, and getting a new artistic director, which I think you started talking about that in 1999. But here we are. Uh, <laughs> we finally are. And I can imagine what it took for you to make the decision. Tell us about that journey. You know, I really think that it was uh, when COVID hit in 2020, Mixed Blood instead, of, we sort of took it personally that theaters, theater was at the lowest tier of essential. And so we started a strategic plan, say, how are we going to reinvent ourselves so that 
theater can actually be essential. When things like this happen, we look to theater rather than look away from theater. And then after George Floyd, we really uh, did introspection and realized it was time. I spent a career railing against old white guys, then I became one. So it's time for uh, a change in leadership. And the board really did a great job over the last 20 months of uh, putting together a great process to lead us to 2-22-22, which is the day on which the new person will be revealed to the world. Here's what's amazing to me. Uh, when I was living in Los Angeles, you know, people really paid attention to the age of the artistic director. Same thing in a few places in New York that I've been. And um, I look at it here in the Twin Cities, and we've seen a big change of artistic directors throughout the theater um the theater world, and uh, some of them are young, very young, and some of them are middle-aged, but very few are older. Tell me why that is, because you still have the wherewithal. You still have the brilliance to put on great shows. So I'm assuming you're going to continue doing that someplace else. You know, I am going to continue to work in the field's uh, realm of social justice, and whether it's through theater or other ways, uh, I will not be disappearing. My family's been in the Twin Cities for since 1880, so I'm going to stick around and hopefully still have some influence. Um, but I do think, uh, I think that what's happened with a number of us that stayed around, you know, it'll be 46 years for me and many other artistic directors. Uh, I think, you know, I don't know that there should be term limits, but there are going to be many artistic directors that don't stay in the same position. So I think what has happened is the aberration and younger people moving between organizations and moving, uh, you know, to find their place in the American theater uh, is just is part of the natural ecosystem and evolution of a field that has got to change uh, in the wake of what's happened be- between the you know global pandemic and what's happened here in the Twin Cities. One thing about theater is that it's still growing. We have brand new artists that come from other cities and states um, that come to Minnesota, and they're always surprised. Even some of the Broadway shows that come, they're always surprised at the talent from right here in the Twin Cities uh, and beyond. Here's the thing I don't understand is that if we can bring in even some of the older actors, like at the Guthrie Theater, you see more, I think, I see more older actors at the shows that I go to at the Guthrie than I see the younger ones. Um, and so in my mind, I'm not surprised when I see someone older my age or even a little bit older. Is that a trend or is that just a consequence? I think it's just a matter of what that artist director, artistic director's taste in and the show they've curated, the, season they've curated and the show they're producing. So I don't think anybody's intentionally saying uh, we are doing a season of, I mean, there are a couple of theaters that are in town, uh, prime mm-hmm. productions and theater right. 55 that are intentionally for uh, artists 55 and over. But for the most part, there is no trend or pattern trying to uh, hire older actors. There's just a lot of, again, there's a lot of us that have stuck around and have made a name. And I think the theater's, uh, are glad to have them on their stages. But I don't think there's a, a trend in that direction. But I do think, as you say, when people come from other towns, they're surprised at Minneapolis's art scene and theater scene in particular. It's sort of like a unicorn. You can't, you've heard about it, and then when you actually get here, it's real. Right. Uh, so, well, I'm as glad we. Been part of it for the last 46 years. 
Okay, so you've been part of it. You've been more than part of it. Not only are you, were you the artistic director of Mixed Blood Theater, but you are an activist as well for theater, for for um, making sure that we are still getting the word out there through theater. You know, you can accept certain um, ideas um, when it comes to watching a show at a theater. It's different. It talks to the mind, that piece. And you come out of there remembering quite a bit, or if you did not, you get one trinket that's really important. As we move forward, as we move forward, is that still the thing that is meant to happen at each of the shows? I think even more so, Geraldine, that uh, over the years, and that's probably at the heart of the strategic direction we're taking, uh, we've tried to use our theater to reveal the change that needs to be made and now we're going to use our theater to actually drive that change to be made. So it's not just what's the important conversation you have after seeing a show, but rather what is your sustained call to action? How are you going to leave that and actually affect some change in whatever area we've tried to guide you to think more deeply about? Uh, and so I do think that, that that is how we are going to become essential by actually uh, helping to affect change. The ebb and flow of theater is quite interesting. I'll never forget how you began the um, the understanding or acceptance to other people saying, hey, um, we, hospitality, right? Radical hospitality is so important. Right. And people really started to come. You were able to offer free tickets to people uh, at times, and I, I'm blown away by that. What else should we expect from <laughs> your theater, Mixed Blood Theater? What What are we to look forward to now? Well, you know, I think that this weekend I went and saw a show by Cedar Moo, and I went and saw a show at the Jungle, and both of those theaters have pay what you're able to. And I think that there is something in that that is a result of now 11 years of mixed blood since we introduced radical hospitality. They're trying to say, how do we let our stages be inviting, welcoming, affirming destinations for people? Uh, And so we feel good about that. But what mixed blood is going to be, You know, one of the things that COVID has allowed me to do in preparation for the next era of, you know, I I hope that by the end of the week, I'm the second best artistic director that Mixed Blood will have ever had. And I think that I've been able to shed the things that are tied to Mixed Blood that are tied to me. And so that person will really get a clean slate to make Mixed Blood their own and change the world. You know, I was never going to be a preacher, a politician or an orator that the stage became my voice. And you're right. I, I still have, it is as an activist that I've come to work every day all these years. And I think that that, the activism and the theater as a tool and instrument of justice is what will continue in deeper and more interesting ways. Well, we have to leave this conversation, unfortunately, but I have to tell you, as artistic director of Mixed Blood Theater, you have made us think, you have made us feel, you have brought joy, and you have given the the sadness that some needed to grieve through. So thank you so much for all that you did at Mixed Blood Theater, and I have a feeling we're still going to see you around from time to time, and I look forward to that. Thank you so much, Geraldine. Thank you for all that you do. Congratulations. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Okay, that if you don't know who Jack is, um, really, he's a remarkable man. He's not just the artistic director. He is also the founder of this theater, and that is remarkable. So as we move on up, we uh, have a lot more for this hour, so stay tuned. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet's smart money podcast sometimes you need to change of pace that includes your finances get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds nerd wallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation learn about smart investing strategies tax planning pointers and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway maybe somewhere tropical Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I love this album. I really do. And I bet a lot of you do as well. That's Matt Wilson singing. So a year ago, we talked with Matt Wilson about When I Was a Writer. That's the title of the album, which debuted during COVID-19. Now Matt and his orchestra get to play the album in front of a live sold-out crowd, crowd later this week at the Parkway Theater. I am so excited for you, Matt. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm super you, excited. You should be. You know, when I saw the title of this, When I Was a Writer, I mean, you are known to be a writer. You write a lot of songs and more. Um, I'm just wondering, why did you choose that particular title for this album? Well, you know, I I, uh, I had a lapse. I kind of I've been writing for you know ever since I was in high school, but I had a lapse there, and I kind of I, I fell away from it, and I kind of lost my footing, and then it came back. Um, I 
wrote a song that was uh, kind of triggered in an odd way, and I, I, I got my songwriting mojo back, and uh, and, it, it just, and that, that was one of the songs that came up, was just about kind of losing it and uh, losing my feeling like I've lost my status and my way, and then uh, finding it again. Well, you sure found it. Uh, this, I think some of the songs are just fantastic. Uh, and oh, I was so excited you. that you were joining me tonight and talking about this project, knowing that you did this during COVID-19 and released it then. Tell me how you got to that decision. So many artists just stopped. They were writing, um, but they just kind of stopped and said, I'm not going to put anything out until this pandemic is over with. And we really thought it would be over with by the end of 2021, but that hasn't happened. So tell me, right. when did you decide, okay, didn't work out? Let's do it now. Well, you know, it was, we were kind of, we literally, our, our record release was set for kind of the dawn of COVID lockdown on May 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, uh, it wasn't sure, it wasn't clear how real this was. Or, and so we just kind of, we were set to do this show this very exact show that we're going to do on Saturday all the way back on May 20th of 2020. And instead we, uh, we did a kind of like the first uh, streaming show that we ever tried on that day. We did it on, we streamed it instead uh, just from our rehearsal studio. And that was super fun. But then we released the record kind of into a, a little bit of a, you know, chasm, <laughs> you know, just because there was no, uh, <laughs> yeah. we couldn't tour after that. And so, but we just, uh, we kind of had to release it. It was just kind of, it was just the, the machinery was just kind of rolling. And so we just put it out because we were just a little bit ahead of the time when people, when we might have thought twice about it. Well, thinking twice about it was to our advantage because knowing that you have this show, it's already sold out, man. Nobody can even get tickets. Are you going to do a second show or something? Uh, I don't, I don't know. We're, um, we're going to do this one for sure. It's, it's been, we've been waiting for it for so long. It's, I've just been dying to do it. It's, uh, I think everyone, you know, I I think it's been rescheduled a couple times and everyone's just kind of hung in there. (laughs) We'll do this one. And then uh, I'm sure we'll just kind of do something soon after, but I'm not sure (laughs) where or what. Well, when you do know, you got to let me know that for sure. Tell me about the orchestra. Okay, so the orchestra is um, it's different from most groups. Um, it's got a a bass player, Jacques, that I've played with for a long time, who kind of knows me. But he's always played guitar in my band, so now he's a bass player. And then I. This, I won't say I discovered them. But they're around and they're great, but a, a really terrific harp player named Fela Tracy. And so she plays the, you know, six foot tall harp, a real harp. Right. And it's an amazing instrument. And, and she just happens to be, she, she's tremendous. She's very um, imaginative and a great arranger. Often I'll, I'll come in with a melody and she'll create the harmonies. And then we'll we'll sing those harmonies. And so yeah, that's and she, Fela. She, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, I was going to say that Fela is that voice. You know, she actually comes in singing while she's playing the harp. I've never seen that before. So yeah. I was excited to watch the video. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's for real. Um, and then uh, Quillen Rowe is in this uh, something called an old-time band in town, the Rowe Family Singers. He's a, a great singer. He plays banjo. And so the harp and the banjo together are this kind of soft-plucking um yeah, they make a nice, uh, interesting sound together, and then I play guitar and piano along with that, and and so it, um, it's very, uh, it can be very dreamy, and uh, it's good for my uh, kind of uh, gentle voice to be surrounded by these uh, this kind of feather bed of instruments. Like that. Yeah, but your your lyrics and the way you sing it is powerful to me. I really enjoyed listening to some of it. And you're right, it's not an orchestra. You actually admit that on your website, but you put it like this. It's more like a banjo, harp, gentle, rockin', happy machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty cute. And as I was listening to it, I kept thinking to myself, wow, they should take this on the road. So, of course, I'm going to ask you about touring. Is that in your future? Oh yeah, yeah. We um, we took a trip out to L.A. Um, before the lockdown, and just to kind of dip our toe into going out to the coast, and it was really, really fun. And and then we had something set up uh, to go out to New York and just kind of try it out there, and that's when that everything shut down. But as as we get our footing again and. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to keep just kind of expanding and uh, mainly hitting, I think, like bigger towns for the most part, um, you know, until we uh, can make more sense out of uh, touring more widely. Well, I sure hope you do. You are still so talented, so talented. And hearing your voice, I even watched you on The Current, your live performance. It was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So please tell them all that I said, well done. Um, I can imagine that this album will be out there, people listening to it for a long time. Again, it's called When I Was a Writer. And where can they pick it up? Everywhere online? Yeah. um, If you go to... shameless plug but mainly just so people can get out the record my record is called minneapolis i mean my website is minneapolismat.com just because there's so many matt wilsons so i called it minneapolis <laughs> matt and um because i'm that one you know not the other you're, one you're that one that's right yeah so anyway and then from there it can take you off to our record company which is pravda records and uh that's where you can get our record Well, congratulations to you. Even though you released it during COVID, which was quite brave of you, you came right back and said, okay, now I know we can do this. And not only are you doing it, you have a sold-out house already. So if people want more information about where to get tickets, do they go to your site? Yep, that's a great great place to go, Matt Wilson, or MinneapolisMatt.com. Minneapolis Matt, and that's M-A-T-T, MinneapolisMatt.com. I wish you well, my friend. I wish you had some tickets available. If there's a second show that you're going to do, please let me know, and I hope I'll have a day to let people know. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Gerilyn, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure, sir. Take care. Bye. Can you imagine putting out an album 
during COVID time. Oh my gosh, there were many who tried and a lot of people uh, did it overline. But just to know that even now, since that album has been out, um, it is being revered and people are looking forward to hearing this concert that is already sold out. Ah, how wonderful is that, right? For an artist to hear that sold out crowd. And that'll be at the Parkway Theater. Maybe they'll add a second show, but maybe not. All right, we're going to take a break. And of course, we're coming up with our last guest for Center Stage. And of course, they are called Surge and the Swell. I love that title. And of course, I'll be talking with Aaron Cabbage uh, about their songwriting and um, what type of music they really work on. And he was born in Kentucky and raised in Southeast Texas. So I can't wait to talk to him. We'll be back in a moment. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Center Stage. I tell you, this hour always um, uplifts me. Sometimes you hear about bands that you know really well, and other times you find and meet them right on the spot. And I am so excited to talk with Surge and Swell. Um, I don't know this name, but it is a, the collaboration vehicle of Minnesota-based Americana indie folk singer, songwriter Aaron Cabbage. Born in Kentucky, raised in Southeast Texas via Indiana, and now calling Minnesota home. His influences run north to south. Now, the goal of this LP, this debut LP called Offering, was to create introspective, soaring chorus Americana with a theme of accepting new normal. Songs like Full in the Now, love that title, Hard Work, and Gravity Boots. <laughs> so cool. We're inspired by the shifts in daily life experienced in the global pandemic and stresses placed on the workforce. Well, joining me now to talk about it is Aaron Cabbage. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, good, Jarlana. Thanks for having me. How are you? 
So glad you're joining me. I'm doing great, man. I've been listening to great music all day today. So yours is no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. When you come together and you put this whole thing together, it's a big thing. This band that you have is huge. Tell us more about the members of Surgeon Swell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, kind of one of the one of the goals of of going with the band name was just to indicate something that 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 kind of hinted at growth and kind of forward motion. And you know, rather than just going with with the name and trying to write some songs, I really wanted to have it be a collaboration uh, vehicle, as you mentioned at the top. Um, uh, Adam Adam Levy uh, was is a bit of a mentor of mine. I, from a songwriting perspective, um, had taken a couple of songwriting courses with him and. Um, early on, um, about a, about a, uh, a couple of years ago, started to kind of bounce, you know, things off of him, uh, from, uh, from a songwriting perspective and ultimately, um, you know, pulled together a, a group, um, including Noah, uh, Levy, Isaac Levy, Adam, uh, Steve Wold, Katie Garrity, who you heard on the track there at the top, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Sarah Souter and Matthew Kirkwald, um, and then with a couple of other members, Sarah Roddy and, uh, uh, uh Randy Onacek. Uh, Kevin, and I think one of the tracks on the album has a, I not think, I know one of the tracks on the album has a, has a, uh, an organ track from Kevin Gastonway. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, at, at the Ice House gig, um, kind of March 5th album release, uh, Josh Kaplan will be playing, uh, drums with us. So, um, it's really, uh, yeah, it's just a, the community, uh, that I've met here, uh, since I started this project is, is pretty incredible. It really it is. I mean, as I, I was reading about it, first of all, to know that you uh, did you spend time in Indiana? I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. Yeah, I, I feel like also, you know, we almost may have we almost crossed paths in Gary. My oldest brother was born in, in, in Gary, um, Indiana, <laughs> but I was uh, my parents had moved back to Owensboro uh, where I was born. And then we quickly, I think at a couple months old, moved to Texas. So, uh, you know, when I moved to when I moved back to Indiana, in uh, seventh grade, I still had a pretty thick accent and said y'all a lot. Um, <laughs> and I think it was just young enough to get teased and uh, to kind of neutralize the accent. Um, and then, yeah, and then I just uh, followed a family up to Minnesota in 98 and uh, obviously love it here. And um, it's home. Are your, is your family, are they a family of performers or musicians? Um, you know, we, we grew up in... Um, you know, my my dad uh, played in, in bands in high school in Owensboro, and um, and he's you know he's an accountant by trade, but he's always been a bit of an artist. So you know, when I originally kind of set up the home studio, um, I felt like it was it was the equivalent of you know I I grew up listening to him play piano at night, uh, so I could you know whether he knows it or not, I could always hear him from the other room, you know. Um, I, I think he, I love the song, but he did play joy to the world too many times, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, 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 grew, I, I grew up, I, I grew up listening to him play. Um, and so I think, you know, that was a, a big part of it. And, um, he's always been a, a woodworker as well. So, you know, he goes into the shop and makes art and I kind of feel like initially songwriting for me was just that it was just an outlet, uh, you know, something I could spend three or four hours doing and not, not think twice about it. If I'm not mis- mistaken, um, this particular project is it an EP with six songs, or is it a full a full album? No, great question. Yeah, last last year um, I, I had a EP with six songs, and um, one of them was called Love Four Thousand, which is is um, 
was a bit of a, a long distance relationship uh, love song, and it it started to kind of get some traction here recently, ironically. But but this was um, this is an eleven song LP, so it's my first LP, um, wow. and. Um, yeah, it's eleven songs is a lot more than six. I'll say you it's, got uh, that right in terms of put, 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 <laughs> pulling it all together, recording. Um, I guess what uh, the proverbial or um, I, I don't know if it's attributing this wrong, but Quincy Jones uh, uh, making an album is like painting a school bus with a toothbrush, is that what it says? But um, it's a lot more work. Uh, but it was right. it was so really really rewarding. Where can people get the album? Where- yeah, so it's it's available. Um, March March fourth. Um, there are, there are two singles out right now. Uh, very work, quickly, very uh, quickly. Was, Tell me where they can get it. Yeah. Where, where can yeah, you get all, it again? All digital formats. Yeah, yeah. all digital formats. Um, in any uh, as of uh, March fourth. Wow! Congratulations on Surge and the Swell. You guys sound great. Yeah. Um, I just wish you well. I hope you can come back and tell us more about what's installed for your life. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I had never heard of Surge and the Swell, but I read the band members and I went, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> so thank you, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Sherilyn. Have a good one. Take care. All right. All right. Um, I want to also mention that my sister Javita and I are performing at Crooners on March 18th. March 18th is replacing another date that had to be canceled because of COVID. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 